Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes. Every day I'll give you insights and encouragement. That's a year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on and they're trying to figure out how do I deal with this and I always know Jesus has the answer he has that next step for you let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you Welcome back to Your Next Step. Great to be with you. Your Next Step is coming to you from the Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We'd love for you to go to our website, thechurchnextdoor.org, and take a look at uh, our services and our options there, because we'd love you to stop by. This is a great time to stop by. It is the Christmas season. Christmas Eve is just a couple days away. We're going to have some special services. On the 23rd, we're having a classic Christmas, just some soft music and carols. On the 24th, we're having Four services, Pastor Doyle. Yeah, that's I right. Believe. And you know, uh, you don't even have to be in Columbus. You can watch us online if you'll just go to the churchnextdoor.org. Uh, right there, you can watch it live on our website and uh, be a part of what God is doing. You know, uh, our radio program and our podcast listener are all over the world and all over Ohio. Ninety percent of Ohio is covered by WRFD, but also. All the world is covered. So we have we have friends in Israel, we have friends in India, we have friends in Africa, we have friends uh, in England, we have friends all over that listen to the program. And so do us a favor, let us know you listen. Send me an email at pastor at tcnd.org, pastor at tcnd.org, and I'll get that myself. Today we're talking about rest and how you and I can live rested this Christmas. We're going to talk about how we can come to God check our gauges, and collect the supply He has for us. So keep listening. What you have to see is is that when you look down through this list, okay, when you look at them all at once, just a deep breath and a pause and then a plan to get you that space that you need is vital. But to keep pushing on the gas isn't going to get you there. See, see, rest is, is an essential part of life. We, we, we now know in science, okay, you need food and water. Everybody recognizes that. But science recognizes also that you need to spend about one-third of every day sleeping at rest. Wow. You see? And, 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 and we, we have this imagination, and, and especially because we're connected, okay? We'll stay up all night long. We'll keep, we'll keep ourselves, our, and, and our mind doesn't get to shut down and let God restore our soul. The Scripture's clear on that, that God is the one that gives us rest. He's the one that restores our soul, that God is the one that nurtures you in that way, and that we have to look to Him and expect that, okay? True rest comes from the Lord. True rest for all of those areas, it's really going to come from the, the Lord. And I felt like he just wanted me to say to you, it's going to be okay yeah. if you stick with the Lord. There's so many other ways. The world will give you a thousand ways to fill those needs. 
But if we, if we don't run to the Lord, that's really the lesson of the past two years. We have to humble ourselves. Mm. We have to humble ourselves and depend on the Lord for everything if, and come to him with, I can't get through a day without you. I need you, no. Lord. I need you to give me the rest in all these areas. It's when we think we can do it on our own and we think we can just keep pushing back the warning signs that we need rest in these areas and not turning to the Lord. We have to turn to the Lord and it's a humility. It's, it's pushing down our pride. I think I can do it myself. But God is bigger. He is bigger than anything that you face that would keep you needing these rest. He's bigger. We just want to encourage you that rest is healing. It's life-giving. It, it'll, it'll, it's, it's part of the cure, but it's not just taking a nap. It's taking a nap. It's spending time with the Lord. It's, it's stopping all the noise of the world in which we live, and you have to be intentional about that daily. And I, I think, well, before we go on, it's, it comes in big chunks of time. Mm-hmm. that you may think you don't have, but you do. You have to choose him over something else. But it also comes in 15 and five-minute chunks of time. It's throughout your day. You know, I was going down 71 North this week, and I had to get up really early. I still had my coffee. The sun was just coming up. The dew was on the ground. Beautiful sunrise. The sky was pink and blue for miles. And I just began to say, Lord, you are beautiful. You are beautiful. And I kept saying that to him over and over. And then I was tempted to turn on the radio. I was so tempted. And then I was tempted to ask Siri for the lyrics to Phil Wickham's, Lord, you are beautiful in every sunrise. And I said, no, no, no. This is his time. I'm going to rest. I'm going to be with him on that drive. And by the time I arrived at the radio station, I was refreshed. And so it's in those moments that you're inviting him into your day to give you that rest you need so you can have the peace and joy for other people. In in May of 2019, I I taught a series, There's Got to Be a Better Way. And on the second part of that, I taught a whole lesson just on rest. So I know we're not giving you everything today, but if you'll go back and look at uh, May of 2019, but, but... I grew up in a family where work was a good thing. I had a great-grandmother, Grandma Sexton, who, when she didn't feel good, she would go mow her lawn in her (laughs) 80s. She was in her 80s, and she would go push the mower. And she would tell, I remember as a little boy, her looking at me and saying, well, if you don't feel good, go outside and do some work, all right? (laughs) And so this whole idea of rest, I thought was for weenies. I thought it was for slackers, you know, but, but I had to learn that rest is what gave me the fuel, which gave me the power to really be successful. So here's a quote from me. All right. It's a famous person. All right. There's wisdom in working hard and there's wisdom in rest. Use both and never overlook the other. Rest is a weapon and honest work leads to a life full of blessings. I believe that. That is wisdom and that is truth. But you've got to have both. So when we talk about rest today, rest is not an invitation to become a sluggard. The Bible is clear on that. And we live in a world right now where there's a lot of people who are tempted to slide into something unhealthy. And uh, listen to what Proverbs 6 says. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? Mm. 
When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. How many of you have experienced this? How many of you have, have laid on the couch for a couple days and you realize, I have less energy now than when I did? Because you begin to, the law of entropy sets in and it begins to destroy you. And so how do we manage this? How can we live a rested life in a really busy world? I had to learn that a meal is actually a restful time. I grew up with that, but then in, in graduate school, I, I was working at a, at, at a church. I was taking five classes. I had an on-campus job just to make ends meet. I was doing all this. And so I began to eat just on the go. And it created a bad habit that I had to break. And we've, had to, we've always had to come back and recenter ourselves just at a meal and sit down and talk as a family. Don't lose that, okay? Don't let something steal that. It's really important. It's interesting, the Scripture even affirms this. It tells us in Mark that Jesus and the disciples, they've been really busy in ministry, and they, they were going to take a day off. And this is the story of the feeding of the 5,000. So prior to that, they needed a day off. Listen, okay? Uh, and he, Jesus, said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. So, so Mark is saying, Jesus said, we need to go rest. They didn't even have time to eat a meal. And what do they do? They get in the boat, they go across the lake, and 5,000 people go around the edge of the lake and find them on their day off. Had anybody call you with a problem on your day off? Had anybody wake you up and say, hey, mom, where's the peanut butter? On the same shelf it was yesterday. Why did you have to wake me up for that? See, this is, why is this important? Because sometimes life crowds in on our best attempts to rest. So you need to just plan right now that someone's going to show up. Someone's going to interrupt your rest, your need for rest. And that's okay. But you've got to be evaluating yourself. Someone, someone will <clears throat> text me or call me or say, hey, hey, pastor, do you have any time? And um, I, have to, I have to evaluate how many what I call uh, people I can take into my life that I'm pouring into because it will empty me. Does that make sense? It's sometimes I have to look at my schedule and see how much of that's going on. Uh, Jennifer mentioned we went to uh, a funeral yesterday. A friend of ours had lost his brother, and mm. you know we drove down there. And we, just, we gauged our day around the fact was, how much rest do we have in order to do this? Can I tell you this? Grief is a real thing. Some it's of an you, energy. It's an energy suck. Drain. As a pastor... I lose more people that I love than the average person. Never thought about it that way, have you? <laughs> and when I do a funeral, I, I now, I'm, I'm older now, I schedule much of the day later in that day off because I'm going through the grief with the whole crew. Yep. And 
we went and saw these people. And can I tell you, you were an encouragement to them. We were an encouragement to them. We were talking and we hadn't seen some of these people for a little while. And one of them said, you know, you've been such a strength to us this year because I've been up at night. I couldn't sleep because I've been so upset about all the things in life and whatnot. And there you guys were at 1 a.m. on TV. I'm like, wow. Later, someone said, I heard you on the radio. I didn't know you were on the radio. See, your word is really important. Our word as Christ followers is important. And if you don't take care of yourself, you can't pour into people. Somebody needs you to be strong for them. That's right. How many people have been strong in the Lord for you over and over again? And if we don't take the time when we have the time to rest in the Lord and spend time with the Lord, then we're not strong for the others when they need it. And, you know, coronavirus is so tempting just to fritter away our time and all this extra time. But if we don't spend it with the Lord, we're not going to be strong in the Lord when people need us to be strong in the Lord for them. Uh, you know, one of my friends, her husband is such a fine father and just a wonderful leader in the community. And every lunch, he goes to the library from work. He works a lot of hours. But he goes to the library where it's quiet, and he reads his Bible. He's read through his Bible four times over the years. And he's strong, and he's strong in the Lord. And so I think that you have to take those times of rest in the Lord so that you can be strong. Do you have a place where you go expecting God to pour into you? You understand what I'm saying? So I have a friend, he, he built his office, and when he did, he built a closet in that office so it could be a prayer room for he and the rest of his staff mm-hmm. and his team, and he would go in there. You know, we have a place in our home always we're looking to create that place where we can go and sit and just receive from God. And, and you need to create a, a space in your mind. You can, you can do that at your home. John Maxwell, he had a rock. <laughs> he had in a big rock, a boulder in the backyard in California. He'd go sit in that boulder, and that's where he would pray and seek God. You can, you, you, whatever, do you know a walk in the woods will restore you and, and build into you? Does fresh air do that? What do you do to do that? Yeah, I love this verse in Matthew 20, eleven twenty eight. It's This is Jesus, and he says, Come to me, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How many times have I asked the Lord, Lord, is this your yoke? Is this your burden? What, what is it? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing right That's now? Right. That is a great little prayer to pray. Is this your yoke or have I taken something on? Is there something that you've taken on that you need to take off and give it to God and say, I'm not supposed to be carrying that? So there's three things I see in this passage. Number one, you have to come to God daily. Um, Rest in your life is like recharging your battery. You have to take the time to do it. It will not recharge on its own, okay? Number two, during that rest, you have to check your gauges your body, your soul, and your spirit. Mm -hmm. Do you take time every day to say, how am I doing physically? How am I doing in my soul? And how am I doing in my spirit? A lot of people don't know what their soul is, but they know when their soul is uneasy, all right? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your ability to think about life, 
your ability to make decisions, and, and just how do I feel about how things are going in my life. That's your soul. And God gave you a soul in order for you to know how you're doing. You, you can talk to someone who's ungodly, someone who does never been to church in their life, and they say, I just know something's not right right now about life. That's how we get most people to church. You need to know that. Something's just not right. And then they'll tell me, they'll walk in here and they'll say, man, when I walked in here, there was something I... That's right. Because you're looking, you were designed with a soul that was meant to be peaceful and joy-filled. And you can't have that when when you're not rested in the way you have to do that. And then the third one is collect from his supply. We have several friends. They're, they're wonderful uh, parents and grandparents now, some of them. And, and they've always had this system where they, they bought a little bit extra and then they kept it in their basement on some shelves. And so when their kids grew up and their, their kids you know, went to college or something, they'd come home and they'd go roaming through the basement looking for deodorant or, or shampoo or, or supplies for the dormitory. You know what I'm saying? And it became like Walmart in the basement. You know what I'm saying? And, and those kids never felt guilty. Our kids never felt guilty about doing that. They, they would go to the basement and grab some paper towels if they need them or whatever. And, and that's because they knew they were part of the family. Right. And see, you are part of God's family. And he has a supply for you. Yep. And some of us, we've been so work-oriented, self-reliant, that we don't want to come to our Father in heaven and say, Father, I'm tired, and I need you to restore my soul today. Listen, if a parent who loves their child would do that for their children and grandchildren and for people in need, my dream for you is that you would become healthy enough in your, in your life spiritually, in your finances and everything, so you can be listening to God, so that you're putting into the storehouse, so you're ready to help a brother and sister in need when they need it. So you're ready to help your children and grandchildren so that you are full to the brim as a believer in Christ Jesus so that you're rested and you can pour into somebody else when they need it. That's the core of this, see? But it's relying on the God, your Father, who's providing all your needs so you have a warehouse. It's just to receive. You know, sometimes you might just sit with the Lord and cry. And he bottles your tears. Sometimes you might find a friend that knows the Lord that you can share with honestly and safely and openly, and you're going to receive in that conversation from God. You know, sometimes it is just coming to church. It is part of being consistent. Sometimes it's spending, it's, it is always just going back to the time with the Lord. Because you can squander it away. You can squander away. You're going to have to pick and choose how you're going to receive from the Lord. Because there's so much coming at you every day to do, to see, to watch, right. to busy yourselves. It's, being, it's just, you're slammed with it. And you'll have to choose the Lord if you want the true rest and peace. And it's not an easy decision because sometimes we feel like we're giving up something. But he will fill you up. We come to the Lord, and, and He's the one that pours into us. He's the one that makes us healthy. What's interesting about when you, when you look at the church over time, and I'm not just talking about our congregation. I'm talking about 
the church from biblical times to today, there's always this kind of mixed up group of people. There's people at different levels of spiritual maturity, people at different levels economically, people that are at different levels of life experience, okay? And so some have a little bit more and and some are immature and, and you're trying to help everybody move forward in Christ Jesus. Now, what happens is this, the church becomes a place where they get filled and then the other, the mature people are saying, well, you've been filled now. Now you need to grow to the point that you're helping other people. You're growing along these stages. In the book of Romans, it says, therefore, do not let what you know is good to be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. So what's happening here is Paul is trying to remind them, listen, we want you to realize that God is the source for your righteousness, your peace, and your joy. Don't begin to, to focus on the meals. Don't begin to focus on food and your clothes and the things of this. What did Jesus say? God's going to provide all that you need. So we have to choose to just welcome the help of the Holy Spirit. When you read the book of Corinthians and it starts talking about the gatherings and their meetings, some people were showing up to church and they were trying to get at the head of the line to make sure they got more food than anybody else because they were having a meal together. And, 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 and they were just immature. And Paul said, don't be that way. He said, the reason that we have these love feasts, the reason that we have ice skating rinks and cookies and cocoa is to share the kingdom of God with people that have not experienced the grace and the goodness of our Father in heaven. And so the reason that you and I take from our riches and we share with them is so they can experience the power and the love of the kingdom of God and they can learn to be receivers of God's grace. Mm-hmm. But you and I have to be willing to be givers of God's grace too. The Holy Spirit is so practical. And that's a great way to pray. You say, God, send your Holy Spirit to help me that's with right. my schedule, with my day, with my, with my dreams and the plans that you have for me. You know, there's a man in the church and his primary language is Spanish. And so he began to pray that. I need the help of the Holy Spirit because I, I'm having trouble reading my Bible. But at his job, he listens now in his ears. He's allowed to have earbuds and he listens to the Bible while he's at work. And he listens to, to teachers about the Bible during work. And now he has grown so much that he's mentoring two guys. And I just think that's so encouraging. But the Holy Spirit is your helper. He will give you the practical way to work it out. God, I thank you. I thank you that you are more than enough. You are bigger. You are greater. And you are good. And I pray that you would meet each and every one in the heart of hearts, in the hurting places, Lord, where we need healing, where we need rest, where we need a touch and a restoration. Would you come in a mighty way? Would you come in a practical way? Lord, we look to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson for The Church Next Door. Reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. 
So read the Bible with me and join me daily. That's A Year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. You know, prayer changes our lives. Prayer of agreement is powerful. Well, we're together right now. What are we waiting for? Can we just stop right now and take a moment to pray? Today, let's take a moment and just really ask for God to make us holy, to consecrate us as instruments for His good. Lord, today we want to take a little bit of time just to to consecrate ourselves before you. Now, we know that's a big word, God, but it means that we're set apart and that we're made holy. And your scripture says that we are set apart and made holy and pleasing to you. Your word says that we are to be instruments of righteousness. Your word says that our bodies are to be a temple for your Holy Spirit. So everything that your word says is that that we are invited to be like a, a kingdom of priests that are that are holy and, and special. And so right now, God, this is what we're saying. If there's anything that needs to be cleansed, cleanse us. We know that in the days of old, when there was a temple, that it took days to consecrate the temple. And we're telling you, We want you to consecrate our lives. And if it takes days, let it be days. God, begin to remove anything from us that would make us unworthy of being a holy instrument for you. We want to serve you. And today, we want you to know we've, we've, we've said no to the world. We are part of your kingdom of light. And we present ourselves... And, and we, we are so happy and excited that you would consider us worthy of being servants in the house of the Lord. And today we declare that our minds are holy for you, that our tongues are holy for you. May our words be holy and blessings wherever we go. May our eyes only look on that which is holy. May our ears only listen to what that is pleasing to you. May we sing songs of praise. May we bow before you. May we lift our hands before you. May everything about our bodies and our thought life, everything about us be pleasing to you. Let us learn to celebrate you and honor you for you are worthy in your name we pray amen hey thank you for praying with me you know i believe prayer is powerful we should pray first and ask questions later and if you'd like to be a part of the prayer ministry or part of this ministry i ask you to go to yournextstepnow.com that's right yournextstepnow.com Give us your email address, and we'll give you our free ebook. It's a prayer guide, a daily prayer guide right there for you every day. Be a part of the ministry of The Church Next Door and Your Next Step. Your Next Step is a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to financially support the ministry, visit thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. That's thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. Of course, we'll be glad to send you a gift of thanks in return. For more resources to guide and grow your faith, you can visit doylejackson.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E jackson.com. If you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. Thanks for joining us. 
and we hope to see you next time for Your Next Step.